Our next guest is a guy we've had a lot of fun with at this ACC kickoff event the last couple of years. At BYU, he actually averaged nine wins a season over 11 years. Not an easy task. And in his two years in Charlottesville, he went from two wins to six last year, including a bowl game. We're speaking, of course, of Bronco Mendenhall. Coach, it's great to see you again. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm great. Good to be with you, David. It's great to have you. We love talking life maybe even more than we like talking football. I actually have some serious stuff to to discuss with you this year, but I want to start in a goofy place because we're trying to go 14 for 14 Mm. and collect all your head coaching answers. (laughs) Today is National Hot Dog Day. Wow. And we're asking everybody which condiments would complement that ideal hot dog experience in your world if you eat hot dogs. Mm. Well, so, so I do eat hot dogs uh, on occasion. They're, they're not a staple by any means. And maybe unlike, I don't know, maybe unlike any of the other requests, I go straight. There, there are no condiments. I'm condiment-less. I have never met a person who puts nothing on the hot dog. I'm the first. Seriously? It, it is just dog and bun. I'm a minimalist when it comes to hot dogs. You're not kidding. I'm not kidding. It just is. And I think a good hot dog ought to be able to stand alone. I mean, why, why should a good hot dog need anything else? A good hot dog ought to be able to stand alone. So that's my test. If my you, earth has been tilted from yeah, its axis, I, I, Coach. If, if you need to add stuff to the primary thing, it can't be a primary thing. I can respect that, like <laughs> when it comes to a filet mignon, yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. As much as I might respect a certain branded steak sauce, it is an insult mm-hmm. to the filet mignon and the chef to sprinkle that on there. I just never thought that way with hot dogs. So, so here you go. There, there, is, there is another way to consider. <laughs> so it, it, in the state of Utah, <laughs> there, there is a hot dog shop named J-Dogs. And a J-Dog, if you're ever in Utah, if you swing by and get a J-Dog, I would encourage you to go condiment-less and, and, and see if it's a true hot dog. Because to me, it's a true hot dog if you don't need to add something to the thing for it to be the thing. Now, Coach, <laughs> given your celebrity, when you go to J-Dogs back in the day during your time in Utah, you probably know some of the servers. They probably make a big deal. Maybe you know the owner. In their hot dog expertise, would you be a rarity with your condiment-free dog? I, I probably would be um, in a smaller percentage. I don't know if a rarity is quite it, but it'd be a, I'd probably be a minority. And, and I've gone so far as for, for Jay at J-Dogs to send me the dogs uh, frozen wow. when I came to Charlottesville just so I could have. This was right when I got there because there was a, a J-Dog weaning, even though it was an occasional dog. I still wanted to have a dog available if I wanted one. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. I might never get to football with Bronco Mendenhall, yeah. third-year head coach of the UVA Cavaliers. <laughs> if we had the honor, mm. and I think in two-plus years you know I'm being sincere when I say this, if the Glenn family had the honor mm. of being invited over to the Mendenhall mm. family, would your wife and children also be going condiment-free? They, 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 are, they, they like... Um, Minimal condiments, ketchup it seems to be one that, if that's a condiment, ketchup yeah, would yeah. make it on uh, uh, probably all of my family's dogs. Other than that's that, that's mostly the kids that do the ketchup yeah, on the mostly. dog, right? Holly, uh, my wife, occasionally likes a dog, and she could she could surprise you and go without condiments. Um, again, if the dog is a quality dog. Now, like a J dog, for instance, there's like the regular dog, but there's a spicy 
dog as well. And so I'm going. I'm not going regular. I'm going spicy, which is a, a qualifier for condimentless. Just to be fair here, I have to ask, as someone who cares <laughs> about you as a person, you have not always just assumed that the dog has to be the dog without adornment, if you will. Mm. Please tell me that you at least at some point in your diverse life experimented a little bit, maybe a, maybe some mustard, maybe some relish. The, the popular answer today, Coach, among your colleagues here in the ACC, I think is st- still chili and onions is the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, you have not withheld all of that. No, I haven't, and, and there, there could be chili, but again, once chili goes on, chili it's a chili dog right chili is okay. the thing not the dog the dog is kind of hidden in the chili <laughs> so i i just I, i'm pretty pretty straight with if i'm going dog right. i want the dog i don't want the chili i don't want the onions I, i'm actually looking for the dog i respect <laughs> your approach even more <laughs> given that you have experimented with various hot yeah. dog and again for those just joining us it, it is national hot dog day yeah. as i'm talking with coach mendenhall I hope he's entertained because I promise you we are entertained by his answers to these questions. All right. <laughs> I imagine you, you have been great to us with our statewide show and our magazine and everything. I, I've always imagined that if I happen to be a UVA beat writer, I've been around for 30 years. I know there are times that a head coach might be a little unhappy with something. But I can tell you in 30 years I've never been accused of falsifying something or, or, or misrepresenting something on purpose or in any kind of a nefarious way. I really believe that we could get along. I believe that just getting to know you a little bit. And you had a weird summer, man. Like, I can't believe it. The next thing I know, Coach Bronco Mendenhall is going in to speak to the Board of Visitors. I believe that's a rough parallel to the Board of Trustees at other universities. just has a different name. It's kind of cool. I think Thomas Jefferson would like Board of Visitors. So my understanding is you're just kind of giving these important people an update on the state of your program. I like the idea of going from two wins to six wins, given that I know what you inherited. Sounds good. Smart guy talking to smart people. And then the next thing I know, there's a media firestorm. And Coach Mendenhall was was quoted saying, that and you got to give the context because God knows I don't want to upset Coach Mendenhall. <laughs> but he he was quoted saying that he has only 27 ACC caliber players at that time. The context is important, and I'm going to leave you plenty of time for it. He talked about statistics involving former NFL players who end up divorced or bankrupt or uh, substance abusers or in other financial straits. And a lot of the subject matter, Coach, made sense to me. Your, your world view suggests that you and UVA discuss such things. And the next thing I know, you are being portrayed as like some kind of a clown. What, let's start here. What, what was the gist of your message to the UVA Board of Visitors before things went haywire? So a uh, really interesting opportunity I was asked by um – uh, either the board or through our athletic director to be able to address and give a state of the program. Uh, it'd be, it, would be, it would be equivalent to the board of trustees. And uh, I serve on a board currently, and I know that if someone were presenting to me, I would like to know truthfully and authentically and really from the leader's view where exactly are we um, for those that I'm accountable to. And as the board, I wanted them to know exactly where we stood uh, from the leader's eyes after two years on that day and 
what we could expect, maybe what's happened and why. And I wanted to be truthful, authentic, and I wanted to be in my words so it didn't have to be filtered from anyone else. And uh, really after I spoke, either through text or letter or phone call, the appreciation from the board was, was evident and clear, and they were so grateful for the candor. Um, and uh, I talked a lot about the current state of our program, uh, how we might schedule, um, and uh, where the current talent base was before recruiting, and um, what I thought about players and as they were moving on to the NFL and why it was important they had a strong education to, to back them up um, in, if they didn't make it. And in regards to a, a number of 27, I've, I'm a growth mindset coach, not a fixed mindset coach. That means that every player in my program knows exactly where they stand, have been told truthfully and authentically, and then what they have to do to move. And so I would expect every, program, every player in my program to never be fixed but have the opportunity to become whatever they want to become. And so there's a developmental part of our program, um, and that changes week to week or day to day based on how hard our players work. And so players can develop into an ACC player or they can be recruited and maybe they start at that level and keep expanding but on that day the players that had qualified for that consideration was that number 27 a, w- a week later it could have been 30 okay a week later it could be 35 before any new players come the, the challenge so no no departing seniors no incoming freshmen mm-hmm. 27 still you you can understand people's initial reaction sure. right 85 scholarships sure. 100 plus counting walk-ons so that it is an alarm bell number 27, but with context, it makes a little more sense. And and I would want to know with the Board of Visitors, um, what does our talent base look like? Right. I would want to know. And and here's the other thing is that that I clearly won't ever make an excuse for anything other than um, the accountability for our results. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to be directly accountable no matter what that is. But if I was the Board of Visitors member, I'd want to know today, okay, what does our talent base look like? Before any additional development happens, before the summer hits, before new recruits hit, what does that look like? Um, and then in relation to the NFL numbers, um, the study that I was referring to was a Sports Illustrated study, and it talked about 78% of all NFL players. Um, and, and actually I misstated where I thought it was all of the following, either bankruptcy, divorce, a substance abuse, or disabled. It was a, any combination of okay. or any one of. And all so right. anyway, it was the same number. And so I, what I did get wrong was not all of it was a combination of or could have been any of um and the simple point with letting the board of visitors know that was the idea that um i care a lot about the academic development and i care a lot about the personal development of these kids where so many of them when i ask them what they care about uh, it's the nfl which is a great goal i just wanted to manage every other part of their life well so they can use that and then have the other 50 years of their life uh, to be the most meaningful as possible and so I like balance. And at a place like UVA, that's why I fit well there. I believe I fit well there is because they love academics. They love it doing things the right way. And they love uh, winning. And that's what I came here to do is to do all of that. We call it and. Um, we want to win and have great people and have great students and make a meaningful impact. So anyway, I talked about that a little bit. Um, and so uh, and I really, uh, again, I, I was at peace with the message, how it was given, um, how it was received, actually, by the, vo- the, by the board. Yeah. And, um, and if I was a board member, I would have wanted to know, again, really and authentically and not filtered from the head coach where we were. Well, it, it says a lot about you that you are sort of owning your contribution to the misinformation. 
Sure. Right? You misstated the original 78%. Yeah. And it is, it is any combination of those four things. Mm -hmm. And it's actually been redone, this study. But yeah. just to restate what Coach was talking about to the UVA Board of Visitors, 78% of former NFL players end up divorced or bankrupt or substance abusers or disabled in some way. Uh, so he, he said all he meant any combination yeah. of. That's an alarming number that if I, my own son was on his way to the NFL, I would want him to know that backdrop, yep. and I would want him to adjust his priorities accordingly. Nothing wrong with the NFL, as you said, or that dream, but you better have a plan B. Well, and there's been alternate studies done since that have combated that number, and the NFL has pointed that out. Um, and so that study was, I think, a nine-year-old study yeah. by Sports Illustrated. So there's been subsequent studies done, and so I think the, the real point was is I care a lot about my kids, my players, and I want football to be really important to them, but I also want other things to be important to them as well so they can have the lives that they want. And, and that is the sincere intent of the message, at least in that particular topic. Would you be concerned at all if I shared with the Board of Visitors the no condiments thing on the hot dog? <laughs> you're, I'm pretty transparent. You're, you're, you know? pr yeah. you're, pretty, you're stable. <laughs> There's no clause in your contract that that could uh, mess things up. Not that I know of. We might have a, a sponsor at the stadium you know, that's a ketchup <laughs> or a mustard yeah. or somebody. That could be problematic. Oh, we'll upset somebody accidentally. That's how it works in yeah. today's world. Uh, the, the quote that you wanted to play the worst Power 5 team you mm. could schedule. I've been around 30 years. I remember, I mean, all the way back, UNC's Mac Brown. The guy goes 1-10 his first two years. Mm. I remember him transparently telling me, David, I, I, like, I got to find some teams we can beat. Yeah. And, and his theory was winning can beget winning. Oh, it, it, Is that it can, what, it does. Right? Okay, so that's where... So Somehow that proved to be controversial in some people's eyes that you transparently said out loud to the Board of Visitors again, hey, we want to play the worst Power 5 team we could. I would, as a journalist, I would be cheering your candor. Mm. And yet somehow you were the bad guy for that quote? I, I don't know if I was the bad guy or not, but what I was is um, it, it is what I believe, meaning that um, we're, we're asked to play four non-conference games outside of the ACC. The ACC, by the way, I think is a very good league. We won three games in the ACC last year. It actually takes six wins to be bowl eligible. Uh, UVA has not been bowl eligible uh, for six years. We did that this year. Um, when we do it again this year, that'll be the first time in 13 years UVA's done it back-to-back. -back. Um, I'm the architect of the program, and I would like those four games, uh, knowing that we're asked to play one Power 5 opponent, so I'd like the other three to be regional and close and winnable. And that Power 5 team, I would look like it to be at a comparable level, meaning that we need a great chance to win that game. And the best chance to win is to find um, the team that's struggling the most at the Power 5 level, knowing that winning does beget winning. And our stage of development in the program, every time we win and every time we get to postseason and every time we win in postseason makes it more likely for the next time. And then as the program develops and grows, so for instance in 2020, we have uh, our crossover game is Clemson, and we play Georgia in one of the kickoff games. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to match the quality of opponents versus the stages of growth in our program. And right now, uh, we need as much influence as possible on who we play outside of the ACC, which is very difficult, right. to give us our best chance to get back to postseason and win, which makes it more likely for us to do it again. Bronco Mendenhall, 99 victories in his 11 seasons at BYU. 
He jumped from two wins to six wins and a bowl game last year with the Virginia Cavaliers. Last thing for the coach, you can follow him on Twitter, at UVA Coach Bronco. I believe your bowl game against Navy last year was in Annapolis, right? It was. Okay, just another life question for you because I love your perspective on these things. On my vacation this month, actually, my 15-year-old daughter and I, uh, there was that Annapolis Capitol newspaper shooting. A very good friend of mine works as a sports writer for the Capitol. He's okay. But we kind of wanted to go there in support of him, and we did. And one day, while he was working and unavailable to do things with us, we toured the U.S. Naval mm-hmm. Academy. You were busy trying to win a football game, so mm-hmm. I, you probably didn't digest everything about the United States Naval Academy. But did even that one game against Navy, that one trip to Annapolis, Maryland, leave an impression on you? Because sure. we took the tour, and, and I'm telling you, my 15-year-old's eyes were open and my 50-year-old yeah. eyes were open. Uh, I love the academies. Um, I love the idea of additional um, values and additional sacrifice and additional service beyond sport. And uh, the kids that choose the academies, not only who they become, but how they serve, and in the meantime, how they play, it's as impressive uh, as anything that I've seen. And they have my respect, and I think it's one of the, the coolest and most true versions of college sport on what's best about college sport. And so we certainly didn't play uh, well on that day, and they did. I was already impressed prior to. um, But simply the purpose on those kids and why they go to the academy and then how they perform while they're there and then what they do afterwards as a collective I think is exceptional and exemplary. I'm going to have a hard time getting over the no condiments thing. But otherwise, it has been two-plus years (laughs) of fun it, we, you always are, your word, transparent, but also just fun and interesting and knowledgeable. Thank you, as always, for your time on the David Glenn Show. Good luck uh, the next visit with the Board of Visitors for sure, but on the gridiron as well with the Cavaliers. My pleasure. Thanks. Bronco Mendenhall, year three with the Virginia Cavaliers. You can follow the coach on Twitter at UVA Coach Bronco. We'll be back after this on the David Glenn Show.